slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, Wednesday edition, and folks, tonight is the night. So glad you could join us, Islanders, hosting the Boston Bruins in Game 6 of their second round playoff series, and if the Islanders can win this one at the Old Barn, they will advance to the conference final for the first time uh, in back-to-back years since 1983 and 1984. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me Thursday at 8.30 to get in on the action. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. This game is the biggest that the Islanders have played this season. They have a chance to eliminate the Boston Bruins at home in front of what will be a rowdy, raucous, loud, excited crowd, electrifying crowd at the Nassau Coliseum. If the Islanders win, they advance to the third round of the playoffs for the second straight year. If they lose, there is a seventh and deciding game in Boston on Friday, and that means that the Islanders really have to take advantage of this opportunity We're going to break down some of the matchups and keys to winning this game. We have an injury update for both teams. We're going to discuss Bruce Cassidy's comments about the uh, refereeing and the New York Saints and all of that and a whole lot more on today's show. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, or maybe a topic you'd like us to talk about on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to talk, uh, you know, mention you when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and I'm always live tweeting during every Islanders game. So, the big talk coming out of game five, which the Islanders held on to win five to four. And, you know, the power play was a big key. Three of the Islanders' goals were power play goals. And after the game, Bruins head coach Bruce Cassidy uh, making some comments about the officiating He ends up getting fined for it, and rightfully so, and I I think he knew he was going to be fined for it, but here's, here's what he said. I think they sell a narrative over there that it's more like the New York Saints, not the New York Islanders. They play hard, they play the right way, but I feel we're the same way, and the exact calls that are getting called on us do not get called on them, and I don't know why. Um... And 
you know, he he goes on, maybe we need to sell them more, flop, but that's not us. You just hope they see them. I mean, the same calls go against us. It's not like I'm sitting there going, well, every call against us sucks. It's not true. They need to be penalized on those plays. They've done a great job of selling that narrative that they're clean. They commit as many infractions as we do. Trust me. It's just a matter of calling them. That's the part that I guess gets frustrating, but you play through it. So, uh, you know, a lot of people angry or, or, you know, not happy with Cassidy's comments. And yet, you know, when you break it down, if, if you go back, first of all, and look at the penalties that were called in game five, uh, the Bruins really didn't have a lot more penalties called on them. It was Four to two, yes, in power play chances, and the Islanders had the four. But, you know, one of them was a delay of game where Patrice Bergeron shot the puck over the glass. That is not a judgment call. It's it's just an automatic. Same thing with, you know, we've seen the Bruins be called for too many men on the ice. That's not an official's judgment call. That's you look at it, you count the players, and, and, and you make the call. So, you know, last night, for all the complaining that the uh, Coach Cassidy is doing, you know, he it was really only 3-2 to two in favor of the Islanders as far as calls go. And the other thing that it overlooks, you have had situations where, for example, Jake DeBru- DeBrusque, Cross-checking Scotty Mayfield in the head was not called. David Krejci spearing Matthew Barzal in the family jewels uh, in Game 4. For some reason, that was reduced to a minor penalty, and I don't understand that. Um, A fine to Richie for elbowing Scott Mayfield in the head, but no penalty call. So, you know, at the end of the day, here's what's really happening. Cassidy is jockeying for an advantage. He is working the officials and trying to get a couple of more calls in his favor in Game 6 and, if necessary, in if there is a Game 7. So, I think that this is what we're really seeing. And at the end of the day, the penalty calls in this series, you know, they've missed calls on both teams. They've made a couple of questionable calls on both teams. But I don't see the officiating as being particularly one-sided. And then you, you, you add to the situation where, you know, Cassidy says, oh, yeah, they might as well be called the New York Saints. Uh, you know, let, let's take a look at that situation, Okay. Throughout the NHL season, the New York Islanders were the third least penalized team in the league. In 56 games in the regular season, the Islanders had a total of 370 penalty minutes. That is a a more than respectable number, and it shows that the Islanders are, you know, getting 
that kind of respect from the referees in the sense that they play a relatively clean game. The Bruins, 27th in the league, 533 penalty minutes over the course of the season. Maybe they don't play as clean a style of hockey, but it is absurd to think that the NHL would be favoring the Islanders under these circumstances. You know, if you're looking at the market and which team it would be more beneficial for the NHL to favor, uh, certainly Boston is a bigger market than Long Island. They are an original six team that is historically significant and probably would bring in better ratings with their star power than the Islanders would. The other thing is that throughout the season, no team got fewer power play chances than the Islanders because, you know, they called less penalties on the other team than almost any other team in hockey. So it's a, it's a losing effort by Bruce Cassidy. He's really trying to influence the officials to get maybe one or two more calls in Game 6 or Game 7, and he was appropriately fined for it. But as far as merit is concerned, I really don't think that's a lot. There's a lot there. Yes, there's frustration there, but at the end of the day, the best thing Bruce Cassidy can do is have his team work on their penalty kill rather than him trying to jockey the officials and try to beg for one or two more calls in the future. We've got a lot more to talk about, including an injury update for both teams and a look ahead at Game 6. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Locker Room app. It's a live, audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and free to use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And you can share your own experiences on the app. Now, I usually host a room Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, but this week... Because the Islanders are playing during that time, I am moving the Locked On Islanders chat to Thursday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So please make sure you join us for that. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS store, create a profile, link to your Twitter, and join the NHL group. Follow me at Locked On Islanders to be notified when my room goes live again this week. Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, so come with your spiciest takes. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. You know that Built Bar comes in nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor, and those usually sell out quickly. But look, here are some of the great flavors. Cherry, raspberry, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, coconut almond, salted caramel. There's literally something for everyone. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can purchase a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. So they're not only tasty, but they are good for you. Now go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15. 15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So a couple of injury updates uh, as we head into Game 6. Obviously, some good news for the Islanders. 
Uh, Oliver Wallstrom skated, as we mentioned on yesterday's show, in the pregame skate uh, before Monday night's game. He may be ready, and if he's not, he's very close to it. But again, I think that right now Barry Trotz is uh, happier going with Travis Zajac because, again, the preference for veterans over rookies. Meanwhile, the Bruins have already ruled out three players for Game 6 tonight. They'll be without Curtis Lazar, who was hurt in Game 5 when he kind of landed awkwardly trying to hit Adam Pellick. He left the game and did not return. Jake DeBrusque most likely to come in and take his place. Brandon Carlo uh, also unavailable, and Kevin Miller uh, not going to be there. So Miller hasn't played at all in the series. Carlo uh, has been out since Game 3 when he hit his head into the glass. So those players ruled out. Now, as for Tuka Rask, uh, Cassidy mentioned, uh, you know, that he took him out in the third period because he's not 100% and his team was down uh, 4-2 to two at the time. Swayman came in, gave up one goal, uh, and, and then held the fort the rest of the way. But uh, as far as Rask, we do expect him to be ready uh, Wednesday, although, you know, Cassidy would not fully commit to that. But come on, uh, the season is on the line. And when in doubt, if there's any doubt, uh, I, I would have to say that Tuka Rask is going to play if it is at all possible. So, the Islanders have uh, a chance right now to end this series in New York, on the island. And I will say this, uh, the pressure is obviously more on Boston. They've got to win two in a row. But the Islanders have to understand that their best chance to win this series is tonight at the Coliseum. They will have the last change, and that is always important. They will have the home crowd behind them, and it is one of the loudest crowds in hockey. I mean, look, only 12,000 fans, only, I'll put it in quotes, but especially after the last year when there were no fans or very few fans, but 12,000 fans at the Nassau Coliseum, even Bruins fans on Twitter and, and elsewhere have admitted that the Coliseum is louder, and I, I got to tell you, respect for Boston fans, because they are a loud and, and enthusiastic bunch, so, you know, it's not like uh, you're comparing them to a, a quiet group of fans. Boston fans are great as far as making noise is concerned, but the Islanders fans at the old barn, they kind of blow them away. Um, the Islanders are going to need to keep out of the penalty box as much as possible, and again, get at least one power play goal in this game. That's going to be important, and I think the other thing is this. Uh, The Islanders are going to do what they can to continue to get under the skin of some of those Boston players, and I think that it's something that they are starting to do, and it really does bode well for the Islanders. You know, this 
is when you have a best of seven series, you are, you know, wearing the other team down, wearing them out is part of it. And since both of these teams play a similar structure and a similar style, you have to understand that having that 3-2 advantage puts the Islanders in the driver's seat and allows them a chance to to really end this. Meanwhile, as far as the power play goes, um, you know, Barry Trotz, very pleased with the way his team played and how they were able to make adjustments on the power play. And as Barry Trotz said after the game, that's what playoff hockey is all about. And he's right. And, you know, getting three power play goals, here's the quote from Trotz. We made some adjustments and guys executed on those adjustments. That's what playoff hockey is all about. It's about minor adjustments. We're not going to have anything too drastic, but some minor adjustments, and we were able to hit on some of them. And then Josh Bailey added, I thought the power play came up big for us. It needs to in the playoffs. They came at us hard early, and Varley did a good job of weathering the storm for us. We just had to hang in there. Thought we turned the game around as it went on. They have a good team. They pushed hard. The crowd was into it, but ultimately, we found a way to get the win and give ourselves an opportunity back home. One thing that the Islanders did do, they were a little bit lower in the offensive zone, closer to the goal, getting a little bit more pressure, uh, players in front of Rask, near Rask, screening him, distracting him, looking for tips and rebounds, and obviously, you know, you got some of those deflections where the Josh Bailey pass hit off of a stick or a skate and and goes uh, in front, and Kyle Palmieri puts it home for the power play goal. These little adjustments, primarily it's, it's, it's getting closer to the goal and putting a little bit more pressure on on the power play and then moving the puck quicker. If you go back and watch the replay of Game 5, those are two things that the Islanders did very well that they haven't always done on the power play. And obviously, it's something they have to continue to do in Game 6 if they hope to continue to have success on the power play and close out the series. We've got more to talk about on the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and a look ahead at tonight's game. Even more, some key matchups and a couple of more quotes to get you ready for Game 6 at the Coliseum. Today's episode is also brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. You also, of course, have the NBA playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs, all of your UFC and MMA action, and hopefully the Olympics are only about a month away, so you can start thinking about that. Before the next face-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams go on their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. There are no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started, grow your wealth the easy way, and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's Wealthfront, W E A. L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. We want to wish a very happy 54th birthday to former Islanders center Dave McIlwain. McIlwain originally drafted by the Penguins ninth round, 172nd overall. Back in 1986, joined the Penguins in 87-88, then played for the original Winnipeg Jets before joining the Islanders during the 1991-92 season. And during that year, 1991-92, McIlwain tied an NHL record by actually playing for four different teams. He started playing three games for the Jets. Then joined the Islanders, played 54 games with the Isles, played five games for the Buffalo Sabres, and then closed out the season with 11 games with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Then later in his career, played for Ottawa, back to Pittsburgh, and closed out his NHL career playing again for the Islanders during the 96-97 season where he played in four games, had a goal and an assist. His season ended in Germany. Uh, at the end of the 2008-2009 season. In his NHL career, 501 games, 100 goals, 107 assists, 207 points. McIlwain was a kind of a two-way forward. He, he wasn't a great offensive player, but he could certainly consistently contribute in that way. And then defensively, he was a good checker and would get back. We're going to look at one of his better games with the Islanders. January 4th, 1992, at the Nassau Coliseum, Islanders taking on the old Quebec Nordiques, Ron Tugnut in goal for Quebec against Steve Weeks, the goalie for the Islanders, and it was the Islanders getting the only goal of the first period, Ray Ferraro, his 20th, from Derek King and David Volokh. At 12.37, that made it 1-0 Islanders. In the second period, special teams go to work for the Isles. First, a power play goal. Derek King scoring with Mark Fortier in the penalty box for boarding. King's 24th from Tom Curvers and Jeff Finley at 15.48. And then, in the final minute of the period, with Dennis Vasky in the box for tripping the Islanders shorthanded. And our Islanders' birthday of the day, Dave McIlwain scores his 7th of the year, Bill Berg with the helper, and the Islanders led 3-0 after two. Graham Townsend made it 4-0 Islanders, Ray Ferraro and Jeff Finley with the helpers. Then the Nordique get back into the game. Matt Sundin scores from Joe Sackick, followed by Jamie Baker, his fourth from Stefan Moran and Craig Wallinen. 
And all of a sudden, it's a 4-2 game, but the Islanders cash in late. UB McDonough, his first. David Bollock and Dave McElwain with the helpers. That's a power play goal. Islanders go on to win this one by a score of 5-2. And for Dave McElwain, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a goal, an assist, a plus one. And yes, he scored on his only shot for Steve Weeks. 35 saves in earning the win in a game that the Islanders were outshot 35 to 27. So, uh, 37 to 27, 35 saves uh, for Weeks in this one. So, once again, a very happy 54th birthday to Dave McElwain and many, many happy more. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. A few final thoughts before we sign off here uh, about Game 6. The Coliseum will be rocking, no question about that. Can't wait, hoping that this is not the last game at the Coliseum. It still obviously could be if the Islanders end up losing uh, both tonight and Friday, but I don't even want to think about that. I don't want to go there. Uh, here's what Jordan Eberle had to say about it, and I, I think he summed it up very well. The last one is always the hardest one to get, but we're excited to go back to the Coliseum. You guys have seen it, how loud it's been. It helps us. It gives us some juice. Watch some video and get prepared and be ready for another tough battle. I can tell you, without hesitation, the Boston Bruins are a good team. They are going to come out with a sense of desperation, they are going to give the Islanders everything they've got. And that's why winning that fourth and final game of a series is the toughest one to get. Because the team that's trailing knows how desperate they are, knows their back is up against the wall, and is going to basically throw the kitchen sink at you. It is going to be vital for the Islanders to withstand that wave or a number of waves that we're going to see from the Boston Bruins. For Simeon Varlamov to play another great game in goal and for the Islanders to stick to their system like they always do. Their perseverance, their patience, and their ability to play their style of hockey even when they're down a goal or two even when it doesn't look good for them that's going to be key and that four check and the power play all keys to victory for the islanders in this game and let's see if they can pull this one out it should be great again i will be live tweeting during the game Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. And yeah, I I was even on that show uh, today. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for us today. We'll be back tomorrow with a full recap of Game 6 and uh, hopefully a look ahead at the next series. But whatever's next, we will preview it for you. Uh, Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy the game tonight. Rock the old barn. And of course, let's go Islanders.